Agency Dudes Podcast. The Agency Dudes Podcast. Stop listening to YouTube and Instagram ads by charlatan gurus about building a business they've never built. Start listening to the dudes who've done it and keep doing it. Sales, strategies, objections, development. Ready to put the pieces together and bring explosive growth to your digital business? Hosts Dan Fisher and Aaron Raposa are the dudes with the answers. All right, Aaron. So you were telling me today that you had lots of people come to you in your coaching sessions that are specifically selling only Legion. And I think they're kind of discrediting themselves for what else they can do for their clients. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's funny because that's never, never something that we coach, right? Like we don't tell them like, here's a lead gen package, go sell it. Mm -hmm. It's always a setup of being a business consultant, finding the holes in a business that exist in in the, the digital realm or in the physical realm that you can solve with digital solutions. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with a lack of confidence because a lot of people who are starting in the agency space are kind of jumping in without much of a history. And if it, if they do have a history in digital, it's kind of scattered and they're, you know, niching down, finding an industry to work in. And it's typically not an industry that they have, any knowledge about if they have any experience they have to learn too right right and if they have if they have any experience in it it's not like they've built a successful business before so they feel like they're a few steps behind the people that they're talking to it's like an imposter syndrome yes yes imposter syndrome is exactly it because they feel like they have to pretend to be something that they're not and the easiest sale to make in that case because you're going to come come across unconfident on those calls if you feel like you aren't an authority, if you feel like you aren't an expert. So what they do is they lean on a product instead of leaning on their knowledge and leaning on their expertise. They lean on the product of lead gen because in the end, for a business, there's nothing easier to sell than high, highly promised lead gen. Mm-hmm. If you can tell a company, I'm going to get you more leads than the last company or than what you're doing on your own. And they're gonna be higher quality, higher intent, easier to close. It's gonna be easy to get that sale, but if you're setting it up as magic leads, that you have the magic lead process, that's gonna get a whole different segment of internet users than what anyone else has access to for some proprietary reason. Yep. The expectation is gonna be so massive it's going to be very difficult to not let people down and not have disappointment and buyer's remorse within that first 30 days. You end up battling that expectation the entire time. Right. We've been guilty of it. We've, we've definitely done it where we've kind of been in a position where we want to win that, that client. And we're, um, I don't know if we ever sounded desperate on the phone. I think both of us did oh, we a good did. job of Okay. Yeah. They were in the beginning. Early on. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I purged that out. (laughs) But so whenever you're sounding desperate, you're, you're definitely going to get the the clients that are, are going to appeal to that desperate sounding person. So like they're, you're going to get a different kind of client when you're desperate, but whenever you're overselling, so maybe you take that next step and now you're overselling and you win, 
you're constantly battling battling those expectations. So you're going back and forth and you're like, okay, I promised them an appointment. I can't even get an appointment or I promised them 50 leads. I can't even get 20 leads. So you kind of have to take your step-by-step. So like promising lead gen becomes an issue because you still have to learn that. And then say you don't get that 50 leads, they're going to they're going to leave almost immediately or whatever, if you're charging monthly or whatever, they're going to, they're going to not be retained for sure. Right. Yeah. The retention is going to take a huge hit. And the problem is if you are making those promises up front, like even if you have campaigns that are doing those numbers, it's very rare that it's in the first month, depending Mm -hmm. on your industry, but most industries, it's going to take your campaign just, you know, a little bit to actually warm up and, and find the right audience in any given area for working local business. So would you say a good way to kind of approach the, this, this issue is maybe, would it be a price issue and maybe be honest about your results? Or how, how would you, what do you think would be the best way to get out of that? Um, Cause I'm trying to think of what we did and we played around with a few things. Price was you one did. of them. But if you go too far on price, then you discount your services and people think you're cheap. Right. And it doesn't, in the end, it doesn't matter what the price is in, in my opinion, from the experience that we've had, because if you remember, there was a time that we couldn't sell a $650 package. I mean, we even went down farther than that sometimes. Yeah. I think the lowest we might've gone was 350 and we still couldn't sell it. Right. Because if you, if you aren't setting proper expectations and if you're not delivering what an audience needs, it doesn't matter pay what for the it. price is, you know, as long as you're trying to sell leads, you're always going to be in a, a bidding war with someone that can do it cheaper. Yeah. So to me, the, it, it comes down to a framing issue. So it doesn't matter if you're doing a, a two call close, a one call close, a four call close. It all comes down to wherever the discovery portion of your sales process is. So you need to be framing throughout that discovery process, the rapport building process fact finding, whatever we want to call it, right? You need to be framing that you are looking for the things that are stopping them from reaching their goals. Now, that might be on the surface, a lead issue. They're not getting enough leads. There are very few businesses or salespeople, sales reps, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Very few of them aren't getting any leads. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they had a higher closing percentage, they would probably be fine. It would just be less stressful and easier if they had more leads. A lot of them don't have a solid sales product. Anyone that you're on the phone with that's gone this far into a process has an issue that they're looking to solve, right? So if they have that issue, then we need to dig down to what that that issue actually is. There's always a reason they're on that phone call. Exactly. So it comes down to being able to frame the conversation as a consultant and a consultant who's going to help you find success in digital. And a lot of the success is going to come from, yes, a consistent lead flow, right? So no matter what the problem is, if it's a sales problem, um, a lead flow problem, a follow-up problem, whatever the, whatever it is, it's holding them back or giving them issues. The first, the, the, the top line is going to be a consistent flow of leads. Because you need consistent leads coming in to get the data that you need to fix those underlying problems. So it's not about profiting off of those leads. It's not about those leads being easier to close. It's about having the consistency there and saying, yeah, well, like 
we can average anywhere between 30 and 50 of those over a three-month period. Or if you need a single number, we can average about 40 over a three-month period, sometimes lower, sometimes higher, sometimes right on the mark. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. You're not right. buying leads here. You're buying the consistency of those leads for us to have the data necessary to adjust the rest of your process to see, okay, we have these leads coming in. Who's talking to them? Is it going well? Are they getting set to an appointment? Are they responding? If they're not, do we have sequences that are reaching out to them and touching them enough? Are those working? Once they get to someone, are they closing? Are they getting a quote? Are they meeting in person? Whatever that sales process looks like, and we're funneling down. And the cool thing about this data process and about this this, um, process evolution that we're doing is that you have the opportunity to potentially get ROI from us learning this process as we go. That's what makes it an easy sale. Yep. If you're selling consultant hat on. Exactly. If we're selling the ROI, you're going to be, you're going to be a a revolving door getting people in and out. If you can get them in, in the first place, because a lot of business owners are savvy enough to recognize that lead gen isn't worth $5,000. It's just not. They can find someone to do it cheaper if we're just doing Google leads or Facebook leads or YouTube leads. But if you're selling a new process, selling a streamlined system that can either move their business to digital or add a whole digital arm to their business, and as a bonus, over time, they're going to see an ROI and they might even break even in the first month because that's how good we are at putting the system in place quickly. Now it's an easy sale. Yep. So yeah, and you find those needs branding. in two ways, I would say too. So find like those what? Those needs from the, biz- from the business owner in two ways. Um, I specifically remember when we had um, a, a conference call or maybe it was just a phone call with um, the marketer of one of the big gyms in, in the Northeast. And you and I were like, oh my gosh, this is a huge gym. Like they're a chain. Uh, why would they need Aaron and Dan to market for them? Like, this is crazy. Like we almost felt, we were almost discrediting discrediting ourselves before we even got onto the phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we got onto the phone call, the first question um, that we asked was, um, what's the reason for the phone call? Like, because what do you need us for? Almost, it's it's kind of like leaning out in a bit, but like um, it was genuinely asking because I had no idea. Um, and they told us, they're like, hey, I, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this. We have a bunch of leads coming in, but we're just, we don't have anything on the, the back end closing. And at that point we realized that, okay, they don't have a lead problem. So if we came in and we pitched leads to them, we would immediately get turned down. But right. since we went in, we asked that question almost immediately now we've we're able to pivot the conversation into what they need and then they're able to so at that point i think you went into like the sales process and you had some experience with coaching and and things with orange theory so you you gave some um kind of insider jargon and speech into that uh, that gave us the key into the next meeting i mean we talked to them i don't know how many times four or five times before we even talked um proposals so um the, the thing is, is we were listening to them and we, we adjusted our, our, our pitch. We weren't just going in there pitching leads. Otherwise we would have been shut down on the first call. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. Yeah. Opening the call with, you know, what do you want to get out of this? 
why are we here in the first place? A lot of people don't like doing it because they feel uncomfortable or they feel like it's salesy, you know, like you're just hoping that you're, that you can bait them into saying buying a product. Yep. But the fact is like, it's the most polite thing you can do. Like, Hey, just to so both work. you and, and the other person, right. It's just being respectful of time. Like exactly just to work on the same page. What is it that you're hoping to get out of this call? Like, Oh, I just want some more information. Gotcha. About what? Mm-hmm. What is it that you're, you're hoping to find out? I have, it's fine. Whatever it is, I can, I can steer this in whatever direction. That's one thing that's really important that I, I want to touch on just a, a little bit. Maybe we can maybe tease into the next sure. episode, but sure. When you're approaching these conversations, you have to imagine you and your prospects are going on a road trip. You are in the driver's seat and your prospect is in the passenger seat, but they have the map. So you're the one that decides where the call goes. You're the one with the steering wheel deciding where we're going and how fast we're getting there by using, you know, by using the, the brake or the accelerator. But you're relying on the prospect to show you where they want to be going and to map out what they're looking for. So you can say, okay, I'll get us there. But I think, uh, I think we can dive into that on the next episode, go a little bit more in depth. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Always good to have you here and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Let's go. This has been a DNA production of the agency dudes. Want more? Subscribe to the cast and join our Agency Dudes Facebook group.